This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Turtle Boy Podcast is brought to you by Big Tim's Funny Books on Patreon. Get on the ground level with exclusive first looks and behind-the-scenes previews for the upcoming Gorilla My Dreams comic by Armand Rafat and Big Tim. Head over to www.patreon.com slash Big Tim and for as little as $1 a month, you too can get in on the ground zero with a number of pledge levels and exclusive rewards to suit any budget. With your help, Big Tim can keep making funny books and you can get some pretty cool rewards. www.patreon.com slash Big Tim. Welcome to another episode of Turtle Boy Podcast. I'm Big Tim. I'm Luke McWilliams. And I'm Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Ooh, okay, I'm very interested to see how that comes into this. Um, so yeah, this is episode two of our Venture into the Ninja Turtles films. So, welcome back. If you handled that last episode, boy, are you in for a treat. Um, this week's uh, podcast is brought to you by uh, Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian Style Wheat Ale. Much better than that last week's beer, huh? Yeah, thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though I will say I didn't mind that chilli beer from last week. Right. I quite enjoyed it. I'm a chilli guy. I like it. So I thought I was getting used to it, but I think my, my mouth has died. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you guys want to bring up before we just get into it? Um, no. The... Okay, so, um, Ninja Turtles 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've, um... Got a song for us? Well, I, I do, but it might... <laughs> it might take some time to get it, because I actually went to see Vanilla Ice live last year. Yes, yeah, you did. I remember, I remember seeing it on Facebook. All the, all the 90s, 80s and 90s hip-hop yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. and it was damn good. And um, I actually recorded a little bit of it, so it will probably take way too long to find the thing. It's probably like a copyright issue anyway. But I just had such a great time, because it was called I Love the 90s. And, um, yeah, and I actually got to meet him as well. And, and did I show you that video? No. Oh, it was great. But there's this, um, yeah, so I'll try and line it up. But, um... So did he seem like a good dude? He was great. He was really great, because, I, you know, I got to see him at a... Um, at an after party as well, so I hung out with him, and yeah, I just I I, I totally fanboyed out, like I because I, what do you ask him? What kind of questions do you ask him? You know, so can uh, I be one of your boys? Well, <laughs> we're on this backstage room. There's only a handful of people, and there's me and Van- Vanilla Rice. Yeah, right. And 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 he's just chilling with like a cup of God knows what, and he's just taking little sips and things. And I just um, went up to him, and I and I didn't know what to ask him, so I just totally just went. 
Thank you so much for tonight. You're such a big part of my childhood, man. And and um, you know, in Australia, you probably had no idea how big you were. He was just nodding and nodding. Thanks, man. That was so good to hear. But um, and so yeah, he was really, really, really polite. And and obviously, you know, coming from America to do a show. 30 years after you were big, yeah. you, you gotta, you know, I, he's humble as all hell. But there's like this, um, there's a part of the video where I am just so um, white bread because it's, it's pretty it's pretty bad. And, and it's the most bogan I've ever heard myself. But I'll just see if this is the. Just me. <laughs> that works. That's what it is for. Oh man, good stuff. I really hope that picks up through the mic, man. That's yeah. gonna be great fun. He, he was he was so cool because like um I went away for I think it was like nineteen ninety yeah, nineteen ninety summer break, coming back to school for nineteen ninety one. And so I, I learned all about vanilla ice. And I thought, right, vanilla ice is going to be the next big thing. So I got my hand over the... This sounds pretty bad. I got my hand over the summer holidays, crushed it against a book to make my make me do the vanilla ice symbol, right? Because I thought that's going to be a big thing. So I come back to school the next year, all ready for vanilla ice and everything. And I've got my mold hand doing the vanilla ice peace sign. Run shit Big time. So everybody went over to Pearl Jam and Nevada. I'm there with my crippled fucking hand. <laughs> Just internal circle. Come on, guys. Oh, man. But I stuck with it. I thought, well, fuck you. You can take your... T- smells like Teen Spirit with stuff that doesn't even make any sense. Yep. And I'll stick with Cool as Ice and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2. Yeah, yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's run through the credits like we always do. Right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze from 1991. So this came out the very next year from the first Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. Right? The Turtles and the Shredder battle once again, this time for the last can- canister of the ooze that created the Turtles, with which Shredder wants to unleash an army of new mutants. I guess that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he uses it to get two creatures. Did you ever get the feeling that he was going to use it for more than He that? says it. He flat out says it. Does he? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, but we'll get back to that. This one was directed by Michael Presman, right? Who didn't do very much after this at all, except the Blue Bloods TV series. Which has been gone which was, which was, but, but that wasn't until years after this. That's it, the last few years. Yeah. So he did a couple of other little things, but... Did he take over from the previous movie, though? I was going to ask you. Yeah. I was hoping you would know, because I... Because um, the push and pull of making it a little bit more kid-friendly and hooking it into the cartoon more really came to the fore in this movie. Yeah. So I reckon this guy, his... Uh, if it, and we'll probably have to look into this, but I, I'll bet they got him to inject the humour and all that sort of stuff in the first one, and they let him have free reign in this one. Yeah. Because he was a company man. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the writing credits was, um, you may remember from last week, Todd W. Lengen, he wrote this solo this time. Yeah, right. Yeah, you may remember him from last week's movie, and he also went on to do Wonder Years. Hmm. But he doesn't have the credit for Ninja Turtles 3. 
something to bring up next week. But did he do Turtles 3? Don't know. That's oh, right. We're going to have to right. next week, is do it? some research here. So many cliffhangers. <laughs> okay, so the cast. April O'Neil, mm-hmm. played by Paige Turquio. What? We'll come back to that. Turquio. You may remember her from such things as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Mm. From uh, the American Gothic TV series, oh, and from Netflix's The One Hundred. Never watched it. No. Um, okay, and then this is another list of depressing things. Like last week, Leonardo. Okay, the voice was Brian Tocci. The co- the martial artist in the costume was Mark Casso, and the puppetry was Rob Tigner. So, do you know out of these who was in the first one? If they're still around, uh, Brian Tocci, Ryan Tigner. Yeah, look, I didn't cross-reference them. Like I said, I, I got too depressed. I got too depressed. Why? What are you what looking at your notes like you've got the information there? Well, I thought if I could flip it over that I'd still have last week's notes. <laughs> no, man, you need to get like, a Bible like this guy does. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, no, the... Um, it's just none of them went on to do anything. But they, they're not dying in crack dens or anything, are they? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, only a few of them even went on to do, like, stunt careers and stuff. And then others, just they just disappeared. Isn't it funny how... And it's something I really picked up in the first movie, and I guess in this one as well, the, the expressions of the turtles with their hands and everything. Why would you need an actor and then a stuntman? Couldn't you have gotten a stuntman? Because aren't they physical actors? Well, I, don't know. I mean, but where just where do you draw the line between an actor, a martial artist, and a stuntman? I guess it depends what you need yeah, them to okay. do and all that yeah. sort of shit. Yeah, okay. so, um, what I'll do for next week is I will research who managed to stay through all three movies. You know what I mean? So we'll yeah. we'll have a better idea. I'll, I'll actually research that next week. I reckon Leo did. I'm putting I'm putting money on Leo. Okay. 50 cent. <laughs> 50 cent. Yep. Okay. Raphael, the costume and voice was done by Josh Pius. Which I seem to recall was the same as last week. No. Um, and David Greenaway from Puppetry. The voice was. Com- was it no, the same no, guy? Ra- no, Raphael was the same guy. Really? Same Bear with guy. us. Bear with us. Donatello. Yeah. Was a different voice. Adam Carl. Right. Uh, the costume was Leif Tilden, and Puppetry was Rob Mills. Michelangelo was Robbie Wrist. Uh, <coughs> this was the same guy from last time because I couldn't pronounce him. Michelin, Robbie who? Michelin Sisti, Robbie Wrist. The wrist. Um, and Rob Tigner. Oh, what he's doing, yeah. Was the puppetry. Splinter, again, was Kevin <laughs> Clash. Yep. Um, with puppetry by uh, Ricky Boyd and Susan Dacray. Mm-hmm. Oroku Saki slash The Shredder was Francis Chow. Are these the same people? No, it was just one dude this time. No actor and voice. Ah. <clears throat> Super Shredder. Yep. Was Kevin who? Nash. Kevin Nash, World Wrestling Federation superstar. Oh. And the voice was David McCharron, which which was the Shredder voice from last yep. time. Oh. Um. Then we got Toka. Mm-hmm. Right, which we'll we'll touch on who he is later. But the voice was Frank Welker. The hey, you know Frank Welker. Yeah. Transformers, isn't he? Well, like I said, I got so depressed in the first few, I just stopped looking. Okay, I think Frank Welker is Optimus Prime. Well, good man, Frank Welker. Thank you for going on and doing something with your life. Yeah. Okay, the costume was Kurt Bryant, and the puppetry was Gord Robertson. Now, Razar was also Frank Welker. Yep. Um, the costume was Mark Ginther, and the puppetry was Rick Lyon. Now, but I do remember, though, Kurt Bryant and Mark Inther, the two actors in these 
um, Razar and Toka costumes, went on to a lot of stunt career. Like, you okay. know what I mean? They, they, they did, yeah. And then we have Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. as Kino, mm-hmm. uh, who you may remember from such films as Welcome to the Jungle and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Muhammad Ali. Wow. In, in Welcome to the Jungle, yeah, when he kiss his ass. That's hilarious. He was great. Okay, yeah. cool. And Indiana Jones, was he the one who died? The Kingdom of the, the Crystal Skull. Because he had the pipe? Oh, okay. And then everyone was saying he was uh, uh, short, round. short round. Yeah, but he wasn't. He no. wasn't. No. But um, Ernie Ray's going on to have a decent career and doing stunts still. He did stunts for Avatar. He did stunts for um, that new Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton's one. Yeah, okay. He was also done with Halo in the previous movie. Yeah, and the stunt double. That's what, yeah. that's what that's what Nathan. Yeah, that's yeah. what Nathan was trying to bring up last week, but I wouldn't let him. Yeah, um, yeah. So he 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 was Donatello's um, stunt double in the in the last one, but he's just such a charming guy that they wrote him in as a special Dead role. role. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, okay, so first thing I'm going to do is the surprise no shows this time around. Mm-hmm. Judith Hogue was not asked back as April. Mm-hmm. You guys know the story. I, I do, but I don't. I, I think. <clears throat> Tell us what you think, Nate. She was just trouble on set. That's what I'm thinking. She was just hard to work with. Yeah. Kind of had that diva mentality before she was a diva. thing is, though, I reckon diva, or if a man shared her same opinions, would it just be sort of straight up? I'd be a cunt. Okay. Because <laughs> what I heard if, was... If it was a man, it would be the dude off the Lethal Weapon TV show what just got fired. Yeah. <laughs> What I heard was that she, you know, she expressed her opinion that it was too violent, the movie, and also <laughs> that she, uh, she signed on for the role. She I read know. the script and then yeah. she complains about it. Well, that's what I mean. So many people were saying that the first movie was so violent while they were shooting it, yeah. which makes you think: were they all soft cocks, yeah. or did, was there? legitimate reason to do all these reshoots to inject more comedy. Because remember the original comic books? They were straight up slaying people. They were, they were psychotics, man. Yeah, they were. They didn't tell about the fight sequences. They just go, fight sequence. In the script <laughs> they get. So when they're filming it, they're like, what the fuck? He slapped his neck. Uh, okay. she, she also wanted more of the spirituality in there. Yeah. So the, you've got the farm sequence when they're all conjuring up Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and she thought in the original script there was a lot more of that mm. sort of spirituality and then in Jitsu. Um, yeah, so she wasn't, she wasn't invited back, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And look, she didn't have much on her acting resume before this. Mm-hmm. I, I think she was just a dumb kid. Mm. You know, who didn't realise how lucky she had it. You know what I mean? And look, and, and yeah, the way I heard it <clears throat> was that the original script was very, you know, meditation, kung fu stuff, yeah. you know. And then a lot of that got scrapped just for crazy fighting and mm. stuff. And she was like, well, you know, if this is a kid's movie, don't you think it's a bit blah? You know what I mean? That it didn't seem too aggressive over the top. She wanted the Brave Star speech after the credits. Yeah. yeah. Now, little kids, you die if you do drugs, so make sure you don't. It's cool to take mutagen drugs, but not cool to take fun drugs. Um, <laughs> you did a little bit of that, like, like Bill Cosby at the end. Not good to take the pills. <laughs> Put the pill in, in the, the people. people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so funny. Um... But also, they got this actress in because she looked a little bit more like the cartoon character. And this is, you know, one... No, she looked more like the comic book character. 
April looked like the cartoon character because they went with the red hair, they went with the yellow raincoat thing. Yeah, I reckon the original one looked more like the comic book one. Because this girl in this one is super cute. She looks like the cartoon character cute. Uh, she looks a little bit more marketable, a little bit more commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they didn't even. Yeah, they didn't even approach it. Like, and with the quick turnaround, you think that you'd just be okay. Look, just fucking be in the. You know what I mean? Mm. But the, this movie came out one year later, and they didn't even take the. They took the time mm. to audition someone else <clears throat> instead of having her in. They weren't used to it. A strong opinionated woman back then. Uh-oh. What the fuck is going on here? We didn't like that shit in the nineties, no. no, unless it was salt and pepper. <laughs> they were at the concert. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I watched that. Um, so what's that? Lip sync battles. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw salt and pepper on there. The yeah, other week. they don't need to lip sync. <laughs> They're great. Um, then the other surprise no return was Corey Feldman. Yeah. Now he was asked. He was not asked to return Why? because he was in drug rehab right. just previous to this and they were worried about, look, this is a kid's movie. We don't want this kind of uh, controversy around this movie. Is it in the costume? People back then weren't even going. Who's he's, in the he's costume? In, uh, he's he was the, the voice. He was the voice. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, they were just like, no, this is a kid's movie. We don't want any anything that they can give us any controversy over. There was a huge but push to make this as kid-friendly as possible. Raph's voice does sound different, though. Whether that guy in the years' time forgot the voice he used for Raph? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, is it Mike or is it Raph I'm watching here? Are you certain the same voice? Um, <laughs> so this movie, right... <laughs> Fitty said is not the same voice. Because he was Bronx, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he had it all going on. <laughs> now, this movie, right, this movie was greenlit as a sequel to get out as soon as possible as mm. a cash grab mm-hmm. that the studio had no faith in the longevity of a Ninja Turtles franchise. So they were like, okay, while this is hot in everyone's memory, we need to take the feedback, give them what they want, take the money, and fucking sneak away. Isn't it funny? Because I would have thought... If you release a movie too soon after your previous movie, you've just given yourself competition. You know? No, not in a franchise, though. No, no, no. Like, like if you're backing it up, like, even Iron Man, how long does it take for an Iron Man movie to come out? Two or three years? Yeah. So, you wait. You sell the DVD. You sell the home video. Yeah, no, you know? but you, you get that <clears throat> synergy going. It's like, okay... Did you miss last week's Ninja Tur- last year's Ninja Turtles? Mm. Here's Ninja Turtles too. Buy that DVD before you come and see this. But what movie. about you though? So, oh, here, here's the Force Awakens. Oh, quick, here's the Last Jedi. Fuck you, Star Wars. Just make it good. Well, they didn't, they did didn't. they? Exactly. In that's both cases. But I mean, look, Marvel movies. Bang, 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 bang. Three in a year. Yeah, okay. we've had we've had three, three this year, two this year. We had we had third coming up. Ant Man and Wasp was a third. We had Black yeah. Panther. Okay, but even you know, yeah, Black Panther, yeah. Avengers, Ant Man vs Wasp, um, Ant Man vs Wasp, um, <laughs> Thor great. Ragnarok was close to the end of last year. Yeah, okay. So like you know, with the Marvel movies have come a strong. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a franchise. This but is... Ninja Turtles is a franchise. Oh no, no but the, the, that's that's this is a movie cinematic universe. This is one after the other. Yeah, this yeah. is a yeah. Yeah, so they had no faith that they could pull off the franchise, so they were just like, okay, fuck it, while it's hot, we're mm. going to throw out another one, take our money, walk away. It's like a fire sale, isn't it? Just yeah. dump everything. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
Mm. So, um, general thoughts of uh, this film, guys? Well, well, Casey Jones isn't back. Yep. So, Casey Jones has <laughs> a uh, reaction to all the outraged parents who oh. are saying it's way too violent. So, Judith Hogue was right all along. Jim Henson was right all along. Mm-hmm. Um, parents hated it. Yep. They also said he looked too scary with the mask. Casey Jones? Yeah, like like um, Michael Myers or Jason or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, 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 and that's where the Kino character came from. Is they yeah. got rid of, you know, mean, psychotic Casey Jones and threw fun, lovable, womanising teenager Kino in the mix because kids love that shit. It's kids funny. love telling chicks that if they don't like them, they're fat. Yeah, I picked that up. <laughs> chicks love that shit. This movie, as soon as it starts off, you know it's <laughs> you know it's changed tack. Like I forgot this entire opening sequence because I saw this last night. Yeah, everyone's eating a slice of pizza uh, and, and for no re- why. Because exactly. we're seeing everyone eating pizza, yeah, yeah. then we get to a pizza shop, you know, where we see this new character who then, you know, body shames a young lady, and then we get into an action sequence. And from there, you see there are brand new turtles who look kind of different yeah, and they're, a little bit shittier. The eyes are more cartoony. Yeah, I That's think... That's what really stood out to me. I think Mikey is and the same. And there's spots all over him. Yeah. But not even well rendered because yeah. the original turtles had all that. Well, but they look great because they look like moles and, yeah, okay. and, and whatever. These ones look like slapdash, spray painted. Yep. Um, <laughs> Pat on the ass. You good? Next. And no real introduction of the characters. They just. No. You know what I mean? Like with the first one, you get the build up to the turtles. You know. Mm. Um, whereas with this, Kino's in trouble. There's you know twenty bloody crooks, and Ninja Turtles just run in. Yep. The lit up mall. Yeah, yeah, in bright sunlight, oh, daylight, well, pfft, lights. And, and, and none of them use their weapons. No. Because so, so these are the things, right? Yeah. One, let's get rid of the psychotic guy who scares the kids. Two, these guys are not going to use weapons. Michelangelo is going to use sausages from fucking nunchucks. Yeah. Uh, Donatello is going to use a squeaky toy instead of his bow stuff. You know, um, you know, like everyone's just got these... Michelangelo's going to use a yo-yo, knock yeah. out three guys with a yo-yo. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, Leonardo, at one point in this movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the only time he used his swords, he pulls his swords out, jams them in the roof, mm. jumps up and kicks some guy, mm. pulls the swords out again. Because watching this again, I was thinking, well, these turtles look pretty bulky and muscly. Like, you could get some really good just hand combat mm. going on. No, no, yeah. no. The violence was just way turned down on this, you know. To the point, though, even when you're talking about visual literacy of motion and Im- impacts, a yo-yo isn't going to do shit. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> a know. yo-yo, if you hit me in the side of the head with a yo-yo, I'm just going to get pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care if you're a reptile. So, immediately you knew, oh, this is different. Yeah. This is different from the first movie. This is trying to get back onto the cartoon, which I guess is what I wanted in the first movie anyway. But it, it was just, um, yeah... Handed to immediate feedback. Yeah. Because they won that sweet, sweet parent cash. That's right. Yeah. Um, what do you got, Neff? The Raph's voice guy did change. You got the wrong name written down there. Oh, have I? That's from the Some... first movie. Where is it, Raph? Josh Pius. He was off the first one. Off part two, it's um, Laurie Faso. Ooh, okay. Someone owes me 50 cent. <laughs> you 50 cents. It's a dollar, you son of a bitch. 
<laughs> give you 50 cents when I've got 50 cents, you jerk. Because <clears throat> the thing is, in the... Um, it sounded a lot different. In the cartoon, I, you know, I liked Raphael because I liked the colour red. I liked how he's a bit of a smart-ass in the cartoon. But then the movie... He's this moody, angry brute of a guy with this New York accent, you know, Bronx. <laughs> and I like the movie version where he's angry. I'm like, yeah, my ref. So then I really like that character. So then to see them completely backpedal on him, yeah. you think, ah, oh, man, you, your rawest character from the yeah. first one who really showed great emotion. Like, remember when Sprinter, the Splinter, gets kidnapped yeah. and that 360-degree shot of him screaming? Yeah. Chilling. But in here, yeah. no, none of that. Mm. And so, yeah, I think the Mikey suit survived from the first one because he looks like he hasn't changed very much. <laughs> but all the other ones, I reckon it's like, oh, shit, we have to make some new casts because these other ones... Because Raphael's face came <laughs> in and broke the stuntman's nose yeah, because right. you know, Donatello's tore under his arm when mm. he did such and such or whatever. All know? that, all that. All so weird, quick, yeah. slap it together, let's pump this out. The kids don't care, they're just kids. Mm. Okay, so we start out with this scene where the turtles are just... Irritating the crooks rather yeah. than anything else, yeah. Again, can you imagine being nunchucked by salamis? Mm. i just eat that. I'd bite, catch it with my mouth, rip it out of his hand, and then just kick him. It's like trying to hit a dog with a salami. <laughs> exactly, man. That dog just, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then there's Donatello pretending to be one of those still pushover toy things. and Which doesn't make sense because... It hits the guy and then goes back to still, and the guy just pushes him again, yeah. like... Just fucking hit me. Yeah. And then I thought Don Taylor was finally going to do something, but then he just picked up a squeaky toy. Well, no, no, no. After that, he just acts like he's a monster and chases yeah. him. Just, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> God. Uh, I'm going to go on record and say this is my least favorite Ninja Turtle movie out of all of them. Wow. And as a kid, I had a, a ball watching it. Oh, look, because we, because dumb kids. I mean, you still do it, dude. We get, we get hyped up for the new whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's we watch good. it. And it's always good until I start driving home. Like, wait a minute. Donatello went raw like a monster? What the fuck is that? That's the thing. Yeah, 1991. That put me 15. Yeah. 15. Yeah, I mean, I was just a dumb kid. I was into Ninja Turtles. So, of course, I walked away from this going, yeah, that was great. But, man, it didn't age well. No. No. Um, Because after that fight, were introduced to the new April O'Neil, and they make a point of introducing her as April O'Neil with those two people in the street that live in the building. Yeah. With her, you know what so I mean? So like, tells everyone this is April. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, again, but like, do they? Okay, can you think of another franchise where they just replace an actor? Yep. Dark Knight. Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, but how did they introduce her in the Dark Knight? Boom! Straight up, you didn't even. Didn't even... But was it like, oh, this is... What's the character's name? Oh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. <laughs> but did they say, hey, this Rachel. is... Rachel. This is Katie Holmes. Yeah, this is Rachel. Uh, everyone? Everyone in the audience, this is Rachel. Rachel? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was um, Jodie. No, fuck. Joey! Hey, Joey. 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 No, she was Joey. Hey, she was the boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the boy from... Mikey likes it. From Urban Legend. Oh, yeah. oh maybe um, maybe Bruce Wayne goes Rachel to her or something, and <laughs> there was it was it wasn't like a grand introduction because like that movie was just boom 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 keep it all going you know yeah. but um yeah no she I'm just, just like, trying to yeah, I'm just trying to think Rachel. of a franchise where they like Katie Holmes at all <laughs> <laughs> oh god you actually look like a beautiful Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> <laughs> you actually look like Jake Gyllenhaal because <laughs> he's beautiful fucking <laughs> <laughs> awesome um. <laughs> 
I guess the Mummy 3, Rachel Weisz got replaced. Yeah, and, and that and was they a made whole... a joke about that, looking yeah. different. Yeah. Mm. It's I, I, tricky. It's tricky to replace a character. But when you think about the tone of this movie then, I don't think the original April would would work. Because she was a little bit gritty. She, had, she was a bit like Margot Kidder, Lois Lane. She was kind of tough. You know, she was pissing her boss off. She was pissing off the, the police commissioner. She was getting under the skin of the... Okay. Can you think of to a ninja? <laughs> Racist Flack to a ninja? To a ninja? Can you th- okay, can you think of another franchise that's done this? Uh, a kind of serious movie flipped into a dumb kids movie can you think of another franchise that did that apart from Batman apart from um, Force Awakens um. (laughs) (laughs) Batman Returns flipped over to Batman Forever to be kid friendly then Batman Forever went nuts with Batman and Robin okay I disagree on one Mm -hmm. Uh, this movie movie is almost like Batman Returns straight to Batman and Robin yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually, I, I actually find that uh, Batman Forever is probably my favourite out of those four movies. Which one's that? Val Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey, Val Kilmer. With all the celebrities, or um, yeah, Nicole oh, Kidman, but not Clooney though. So no, not Arnie and that. No, Nicole Kidman, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. Uh, the the, the movie that made like... Tommy Lee Jones pretty much loathe. Did you hear Tom that? Harry. Yeah. Did you read that? Because he was sort of that serious actor, and he's yeah. like, "This guy's just a goofball making fun of what we do for a living." And it's now. weird how how Jim Carrey tells that story because he goes, "You know, um, Tommy Lee Jones, you know, um, gets up off his table at a restaurant, at a restaurant, hugs him, and says, I hate you. I hate <laughs> you with every fibre of my being.' Yeah, I, I can't sanction your tomfoolery. Yeah. But then in Batman Forever, he acts like Jim Carrey. Yeah. So." But no, I think um, Batman Forever is a great compromise between the dark-looking Batman yeah. and the wackiness of Gotham and, and Batman 60s. It was a, and that is pretty much comic book accurate for the 90s at the time, mm. whereas Batman and Robin was just a horrible piece of shit, which is a bit uh, like this... Yeah, so, but I, I do agree with what you said, though. Uh, Judith Hogue, yeah, wouldn't have fit the feel of this movie Ooh. based on what she had done in that previous one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get this Professor Perry who was supposed to be a Baxter Stockman mm. type of character. So the original idea was to have at the, the ending of this movie him being revealed as an Ultron yes. with a little crane creature brain inside All of right. Alright, let's, let's run with this train of thought because I've got some notes on this yep. so yes the original script had him being an Ultron in a robot body mm. okay um, this film the studio also wanted Bebop and Rocksteady yep which Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird they didn't want an Ultron in it they, they didn't want Bebop and Rocksteady in it so they want the cartoon characters okay because those three characters were made for the cartoon mm. not for the comic so these guys are still pushing for a sequel to their comic movie yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and so they created uh, Toka and Razar yeah. mm-hmm. so it was their characters and not characters ripped from the cartoon who were made for the cartoon mm. and they, they although they they created the Ultrons the Utrons Ultrons yeah um, they were worried that if if Professor Perry turned out to be one in the end, people would go, oh, it's Krang. Mm. Where he's like, well, no. Making Krang into a lone Otron in the cartoon um, 
was separate from what they have. Yeah. Yeah. In their comics, it's a race of people that are slowly trying to invade Earth yeah. and this sort of stuff. You know, there wasn't a, a necessarily a Krang, mm. you know. Um, so they were sort of resistant to bringing in things from the cartoons that weren't in the comics. Mm. And what they wanted to do with the sequel was basically take um, uh, Ninja Turtles issue two, which was back to Stockman and the Mausers, mm. And they said that would make a good second movie. Mm. You know what I mean? That would fit into our universe. They were pushing for that, but the, obviously, as we've been saying, the, the studio was pushing for a more children-friendly thing. And um, so, yeah. But well, listen, what again, what I will do, as I did last week, is I'm going to put a, a link in the show notes so you can hit up and find Ninja Turtles 2, the very second comic book they did. If you want to have a read of it, buy a digital copy and have a read of it. I'll, I'll chuck a link in our show notes. Um, but so, yeah, that, that's the thing. is it's Because like, even watching it, we were like, oh... No Bebop and Rockstar. Well, the most yeah. disappointing thing you know I mean? is when they're in the crates <clears throat> and you see the hands come out and there's a furry hand and then there's and a sort of scaly one, yeah. hand. And, and you're like, like, that's Bebop and Rockstar. And open it and up. And then these like, things come what? out and you're like, hey. That's yeah, as, 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 as a little kid, we're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> mama. Fuck mama. <laughs> What's his mama? Bullshit. Because it, this information makes it seem like they just didn't like the characters. Like, oh, no, we don't like people who are actually, we're going to yeah, make our own. We're going to make our own more but you, but you think about it, like, again, they're going to be losing a bucket of their money mm-hmm. by pushing off to the creators of Bebop Rocks. Yeah. And so they just wanted to keep it all in-house. Yep. And, and you're right, I was the same. I was like... Why? Get Bebop from Rocksteady. these cool established characters yeah. not thinking that it's a separate... <clears throat> yeah, that's it. That's absolutely it. And then every movie after that, we're going, Bebop from Rocksteady, Bebop from Rocksteady. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, that was the thing behind that. It was like the studio wanted one thing, and they were like, no, fuck that. Mm. We want to do this. And they sort of... He, um, Eastman led also wanted to, um, with Baxter Stockman and the Mausers, bring the Rat King into it. Yep. Because they were like that would look that really that would look really cool on screen, and you would have good interaction with Splinter and the Mouses and stuff. So. I can only remember one comic book with um, the Rat Man in it, the Rat King in it, and he was more of a spiritual thing. Did Did you ever read a Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird story with? No. Okay. Look. Oh. I can remember. Man, the, the only one that comes to mind is the latest one that they did in um, IDW comics, oh. where he was a very, he's a, like an ancient Japanese spirit. Okay. Thing. Doesn't count. Because now they've got no control over the movies, do they? No, they've they, sold they everything. They paid, but... Yeah. Peter Laird, um, he's gotten the rights to be able to pump out four issues of the original run. No, yeah. I think you flipped it. Um Led. Peter Laird sold his share to Kevin Eastman. No, Kevin Eastman sold his to Peter Laird. Then Peter Laird sold everything, but he's maintained the original comic book that he's allowed to pump out four issues a year. But Kevin Eastman's the one who's working on comic books. But I know, but he's a hired gun. Yeah, the guy. So Peter Laird yeah. hired his mate to, to help him. No, 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 no. So Peter Laird, he's out of it, but every now and then, if he feels like it, he drops an issue yeah. that he can get onto his blog or whatever. So he's allowed to print four issues a year, yeah. but he hasn't really printed an issue for a couple of years. Whereas Kevin Eastman is hired by IDW and yeah, also okay. Nickelodeon uh, to do all the covers of these things. Yeah, so he's he, like he does like the variant covers. Oh, I fucking hate buying a comic with the cover art. And I'm like, I love this artist. Yeah. And you go home and you open it up and you're like, what the fuck? This is exactly it. So you'll find this beautiful Kevin Eastman design cover and you open up as the the IDW cartoon. And and he was also did variant covers for the Ninja Turtles vs. Batman comics and stuff as well. And they've always done it to us for comic books. But he does do the artwork in the Ninja Turtles IDW um, annuals. Ah, cool. Which so. Peter Laird also helped out with. Okay. But so, yeah, so they, they have a little shenanigans going on. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, so 
And the comedy in this was very childish as well. Yep. But I will admit, I still chuckled a few times watching it last night. Yeah. You know, when they, when they go in to rescue Ralph, they go, it's quiet, a little too quiet. And then there's a couple of foot soldiers, and they take it out real quick. That's easy, a little too easy. And then, hey, that's Raph. And Mikey's like, a little too Raph. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Mikey. <laughs> like they, are, they are lovable. And that's yeah. the one thing that they, even in the Michael Bay movies, they've kept their characters really well. Mm. Yeah. Well, when we get into that mm. in, in a few weeks, the Michael Bay ones, it's... um, I, I, that. The, that Look, Dory, we'll worry about it then. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, very lovable, mm. you know. And you see a little bit, like like you said, they backflipped on Raph. You see a little bit of the gruff Raph, but not even really. It's like a ten percent of the yeah. Raph that we had. You know what I mean? When he's dealing with Kino and he looks up to God and he says, "I'm being punished, aren't I?" You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's like ten percent Raph. You know what I mean? Like, but. Yeah. Uh, did you think that this movie looked a bit cheaper compared to the first one? Yes. The, the, the laboratory they go in, TG, TCRI? TG. TGRI. Because the comic book is TC, because C was cosmic. This one, global. Global, that's right. Um, the lab? Yeah. It looks like a children's TV show. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like a really original series, Doctor Who set, you know, cardboard. Could you remind me of the uh, the junk yeah the junkyard scene when they yeah. when they rescuing Wrath? It just looks like a set. Yeah, um, the skylines look flat yeah. and just like you know. Um, well, and, like and, we said, man, yeah. that they were just like, look, just punch out another one of these fucks. We don't care. Mm. You know? And I reckon that's probably why the studio didn't end up with the. Um, Krang or Bebop and Rocksteady because they were probably just like, oh look, it's a good idea, but look, we don't care. We need this movie out. Yep. Do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, but apparently the um, production they were given twenty five million extra to pump it all up, but apparently they had already shot a lot of stuff and they already designed all the costumes and everything, so they chucked all that money into the soundtrack. Yeah. So they got Thunderized, which they got is Why Kid K, which is very interesting because I, apart from Go Ninja Go, mm. I don't remember any. any of the soundtrack of this. Whereas I, I watched the first Ninja Turtle movie. And, and my ear picks every scene that's oh, got yeah. one of the songs in it, and I know the song. Did you get the album? The original yeah, album? yeah, I yeah. love that because the origin story was mixed in with the music and all that. Song. Oh, dude, you used to be able to do those splinter monologues. Can yeah. you still do them? Oh no. Oh god, because I was watching it and I said to Hector, my, my son Hector, yeah. and I was like, oh, Uncle Nafi used to be able to go scavenging for, you know what I mean, like scavenging the sewers. I have to listen to it a couple of times and probably come back. Yeah, that's your homework for next week. Yeah, yeah. learn those fucking monologues, man, because yeah, they were yeah. so good, man, so fun. But apart um, from the um, the 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 main theme that they use again in this movie every now and then, but not as punchy as the first one. I don't think there was any original or any uh, soundtrack music from the first one coming over, but I did. Obviously, the um, the ninja rap was a huge centerpiece with yeah. the dance sequence, which which again, <laughs> that scene wouldn't have even worked in the last film. Ooh. Just having them join in a, a dance battle and no. you know what I mean. No. Um, they wouldn't be in the shit out of them. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I said, man, I, I, I'm sure we probably owned the CD for this as well. Yeah. But I literally cannot remember a single nah. song off it. One thing I did like about this one was the continuity. Because, it, it, you know, once we see the foot, they're all assembling at the junkyard saying, well, this is our fallback place. Is everybody here? Yeah. And then Tetsu um, says, right, I'm the leader now. And then Shredder's there. And then boom. So it makes you think 
this movie is set a couple of hours after the first movie, yeah. which is probably when they started production anyway. <laughs> but yeah, but that's exactly it. You know, do you? You'd think if they wanted to, because you'd think that if they wanted to sort of quote unquote reboot it for a new audience mm. for children, mm. that they would just disregard all that shit. You know what I mean? Well, Never speak of Shredder again, sort of thing. Again, you know? Eastman and Laird were happy to move on away from Shredder yeah, onto Baxter Stockton, yeah, Baxter and all that sort of stuff. But again, the um, the producers really wanted to marry this up with. The cartoon. The cartoon, because of how popular the cartoon Shredder, was. Yes, of they course. wanted Shredder, yeah. they wanted Krang, they wanted Bebop yeah. and Roxy. Yeah, right, right. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They would, just, and they, they would have, like, you know, the, the Shredder armour and stuff already, so they're just like, okay, look, no, fuck it, we've got half of the stuff we need for Shredder, let's just throw him in it. Yep. Yeah, um, Kino. Yeah. You like him very much. Ernie Ray's Jr.? Yeah, man, dig him. Do you like him as Kino, or is it just because you like Ernie Ray's Jr.? Oh, I like the character. Because um, I watched it just again just before you guys arrived tonight. Yep. But, um, yeah, I like the actor as well, and it blew me away to see him rock up in that Welcome to the Jungle. Because I recognise, I was watching that, and I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere. So, so he was the one of the the guys um, being the hell out. He of the was rock. the main one, the one that was yeah, like okay. just doing the savage. What was what was the nickname he would say to the Rock? California or something? Hey, Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. he's a great martial artist. Yeah. Mm. And he does his own stunts in his movies and that. That he does. Yep. Like that, he was his own stunt man for this. But um, does a lot of stunt work for other movies in that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the elephant in the room that we must address, Super Shredder. Yeah. The fuck is with that, man? Well, see, I don't understand it because he gets doused with mutagen and he should have really tapped into his uh, ancient animal ancestor. And that didn't happen. No, that's later I on. Know. But what's wrong with Super Shredder? I can because I read the comic book of this. How does the mutagen yeah. make his armor grow more spikes? How does the mutagen make his hair, <laughs> his his helmet bigger and spikier? It's mutagen. <laughs> how, does, how does mutagen change his nice purple um, clothes into swirly purple colors? Science, bitch. <laughs> The, you know, the ending of this movie, if we're, if we're jumping to it too quickly, like, even with a wharf falling on his head, you know, and, and it's not really at risk when you think about how the turtles go, oh, you know, wow, this this um, this wooden structure is collapsing. What do we do? Oh, we're turtles. Let's jump in the water. I'm not a turtle. I'd still jump in the water, <laughs> you know? And, and that wouldn't stop anyone a, a superhuman is a piece of wood yeah, like, that, that, nobody would have survived that he's like I said nobody would <laughs> and then, no god I love being um, a turtle so mm. but again like I know in the comic books again the original Eastman led comics and again in the IDWs they did it again was there was uh, weird mutant clones of Shredder yeah that was weak you know yeah. but just being like, oh, he got mutagen on him, so now he's a thing. Mm. Like, I liked it. I had no complaints. No, okay, because I've always had problems with how does the mutagen work? Like, I mean, with all the different incarnations of the cartoons and movies and mm. stuff. What I what I really liked in the eighties cartoon was that 
you got mutant genonia, yep. the last animal's DNA that you've got on you, that's what you transform into. Yeah, right? yeah and you think so about Splinter it. was a dude yep. who, you know, he, he dropped the turtles and then a rat yeah, got rat him or something. and he turned into a rat man. The turtles had human DNA on them. They turned, Bebop and Rocksteady were exposed to the animal. They, they morphed yeah. into that, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know in, in neither of these two movies is it explained like that, but that's what I like, mm. you know, and mm. even... Um, Makes more sense. Even saying that Splinter was Hamato Yashi's pet rat. <laughs> a rat that does fucking... Yeah, yeah but I mean, again, he would have Hamato Yashi's DNA on him yeah. Yeah. to make him more humanoid, you know. Yeah. Um, and even in the latest Nickelodeon comics, it's just hit and miss. The cat, they've got a pet cat. And it gets mutagen on it, and it licks ice cream, and it becomes an ice cream cat. No. Fuck. And it's it just, just like, it oh, come on, guys, what's happening? Come what's on, happening? Man. You know, come on, guys, um, try. <laughs> it eats itself because cats are lactose intolerant. Just fucking shits itself back out again and dies. Oh, and then you watch Prometheus, <laughs> and he lives in the freezer. Are you kidding? No. The cat. Oh. Yeah, the ice cream cat. I um. But, but listen, I will say, okay, it's it's the one thing. In that Nickelodeon cartoon, I don't like. Yeah, right. Okay. The rest of it's a solid fucking cartoon. When you say Nickelodeon ca- cartoon, you're talking about the 3D thing. Yeah, yeah, the one that's like just it. wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Haven't seen a single episode. No, nah, it's a solid. You, you, you'll especially like. Is it season three or four? But for the first half of the season. So I've got to go through three painful seasons before. No, I I'll, I'll find out. I'll go home. I've got them all on video. I'll let you know. But for the first half of the season, it's just throwbacks to. Awesome eighties shit. The yeah. first episode is like a throwback to Friday the Thirteenth. Um, the second episode is a throwback to uh, Christine, the possessed car. Mm-hmm. Then they've got an episode that's a throwback to Nightmare on Elm Street. Where so it's all horror movies. Where, where, where it's these four, um, these four like beavers that come at you in your dreams and with claws <laughs> and shit. Like the the first half of that season five or four. Uh, I'll, I'll do the homework, guys, before next week so you understand what I'm talking about. But they also um, did Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. Like, all these different things that's, like, obviously the guys writing so the writers it grew up in... Uh, yeah, 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 grew up as we did, and they know all our stuff. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll research that for next what does week. What say? It's a season. That's what, that's what sliders went into. Do you remember sliders? I, I, I vaguely remember it. I, yeah. I remember it, but I... Don't recall. There's one season where they just start ripping off movies, <laughs> you know, and, and you watch yeah. it going, "That's lazy," but I like that movie. Yeah, I watch it. And then there was a there was a, the next season or something of, of that Nickelodeon cartoon. The ninjas started going back into different time periods and meeting Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman yeah. and shit. You know, so it's just like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty solid fucking cartoon except yeah. for that stupid goddamn cat. You know what I mean? My like, kids, my kids are obsessed with my mystery minis. Yeah, they always want to get them down and look at them, and I tell them the backstory for the movie characters and all that. Yeah, and my boy gets down Leatherface. And I'm like, oh, he's from a movie called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. So he uses that chainsaw, he cuts up people, and then he peels their face off and wears their face as a mask. And well, we, like, okay, which boy was that? Rock. How old is he? Rock's uh, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, just turned eight. I don't know if he's ready for people to be wearing faces. I go, yeah. I go, so he gets the chainsaw, he kills them, and that when they're dead, he peels off their face and, and then puts it on his face. If you look, it's like he wears it as a mask. He's like, Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> 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 
that's a classic. Because that's the thing I scrolled through Netflix and Chainsaw Massacre came up. And they said, oh, what's that? I said, oh, it's just a crazy guy who kills people with a chainsaw. Yeah. But I didn't go into it. And he peels their face off because my kids would have been like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the best reaction, man. I Good love on. that. Anyway, Nickelodeon cartoon, look into it. Mm. Again, I'll do the research and let you know exactly what's what's <laughs> next, next week. But um, um, So what else? Uh, so I watched this last night, and I just have to say it's pretty forgettable. You know, it's like fast food. It's, yeah. it's, there's nothing really to hold on to. You yeah. know, it's enjoyable when you're watching it, but even to think back about the plot line, like, because I watched this before watching Turtles, the original one, yeah. I remember thinking, oh, yeah, you know, it looks pretty good. I like the underground layer because they go and find a new subway since yep. um, all the foot soldiers yeah um, know where they, they live yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yep yep so I thought it looked good in some points but then when I watched the original again I was thinking yeah nah the original is just so much better yeah. there's so much actual craft has gone into it yeah and, and that's the thing and the one promise they offer you in this film they don't deliver on which mm. as we said before was Toka and Raza you know what I mean like yep. they're saying bring me Two wild animals that I can make in a mutant. The most ferocious animals we can get. And straight away, you're like, yes, this is going to be Bebop and Rockstar. Yeah, and then yeah. we get these things, and it's like... Oh. It's like they intentionally led you to think it was going to be Bebop and Rockstar. Yeah. But then they even half-cocked it by making them just babies. Babies. You know, and not uh, a real threat. Yeah. I think one of the um, other letdown is their whole mystery of what was the secret of the ooze. Well, that was the thing. The secret of the ooze was going to be, this shit's from space. Yeah. You know, but then... They didn't take it anywhere. They didn't do anything with it. Yeah. You know? The secret was basically that it was used to make the turtles, but the turtles already knew that. They just but, didn't but know it was, it was from TGRI. You know? It was by accident. So what was the purpose of this mutagen? The growing sunflowers? But that was even an accident from the spilled thing. You I know. know. So what was, what was this thing stuff made for? Yeah. <laughs> what was it made for in the last Ninja Turtles movie? Oh my Where we God. got Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, man. Well, that was because April O'Neil's father was a genetic scientist. Uh, okay, anyway, um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, because, we'll deal with that later, man. I'd... Because they brought out Bebop and Rocksteady in the last one that came out, I forgot they weren't in this one. Yeah. So watching this one tonight, I'm like, oh, here they are. And the crates, they came out of the crates, I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> even now, you, you, your 12 year old self again, you're like, Jesus! <laughs> Um, see, I I found it hard to even sit through it. Yeah. This one? This one. Yeah, right. But watching it, I could see why it appealed to me as a kid. Mm. I could like, see stuff where... The stuff that I'm watching going, this is shit now. As a kid, I was like, man, this is fucking but like, awesome. Like Luke said, apart from Bebop and Rocksteady, it was just the cartoon. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And and like I said, you know, it was a quick cash grab. They just threw it together. Like you said, sound stages with flat cityscapes and, yeah, yeah. you know... All, crowd all scenes with barely any crowds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and um, so, yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so I think what we will end end with, unless you guys have got any more wisdom to drop. Um, yeah, no. Okay, well... I looked up this little story, right, mm. about Vanilla Rice getting onto the uh, set of this movie, okay? So he's come in for his day of shooting or whatever, yeah. and as he's come on with his big, fat bodyguards, big, black, fat bodyguards like Rob Deerdick, yeah. what, what was his mate that died? Derek. What was his mate that died? Biggie or something? Yeah, um, yeah. 
can't remember that. Yeah, uh, Rob, do you know who Rob Dudek is? No. Okay, he's a, a world champion skateboarder, right? Oh, right? And then he, with his money, started making TV shows TV like show. Ridiculousness, which is a, uh, a, like a YouTube show where they find funny clips off YouTube. People hurt themselves in that. Oh, yeah. And they get a guest in that. And then he, he did uh, fun, fun Factory. I never saw those. And then, you know, he brought his cousin in and his cousin does his own designer clothes and stuff. And mm. So, yeah, he's got businesses going on the side and he does a few TV shows. And what's that latest show that's... Right, it reminds me of Benny. What's that show that's come out, the, the, his latest one? Yeah, it's like Ridiculousness, but it's got... It's like, it's almost like uh, Australia's Got Talent. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm. people come in and they try and outdo each other. Amazingness or Awesomeness or something. Yeah, Awesomeness or Amazingness or something like that. But his bodyguard at first, he, they became really good friends. Yeah. And so Rob Dudek's this little skater dude, and his bodyguard's this big Michael Clark Duncan dude. Mm-hmm. You know, so okay, Vanilla Ice rocks up on the set with these two big Michael Clark Duncans with him, right? Mm. And when he turns up, uh, Michelin's Sisti, who was Michelangelo's body double in the suit, comes running up to Vanilla Ice. He's a fan. Goes to cuddle him, and the um, the bouncer strong arms him. <laughs> right. Next thing. Ninjas, stuntmen, turtles <laughs> out of the woodworks coming in to fight these bouncers, right? And then he's boom, boom, boom. And Shredder goes, nah! And um, so, yeah, and then one of the stunt coordinators was doing an interview years later and he said, man, those bouncers nearly got their ass kicked. You know what they I mean? They would have, man. You got apparently, if it was, apparently it was Ernie Race Jr. who was the one that sort of was like, okay, everyone everyone needs to calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? But, like, you had four Ninja Turtles and a Shredder and foot soldiers and stuntmen and everything trying to, trying to fight Vanilla vanilla Ice's uh, bodyguards and shit. That was like on the, uh, the Conor McGregor... Floyd Mayweather tour before they did their fight, their boxing match. And Floyd Mayweather's got these big steroided up, well, maybe not steroids, they say they're not, but these massive, bulky dudes. Mm. And they started to cause trouble with Conor McGregor and these guys, which are actual fighters. Yeah. It's like, man, these big, muscly dudes are about to get their asses kicked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was just a closing discussion. All in all, like I said, worst... Of my favourites. My least favourite out of everything. Even that first shitty abomination of Michael Bay's film. Well, I haven't seen Turtles in time, so... Because like after week. this, I was just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> this, he was like, I'm not watching another no, one. No, I've got it. But no, after watching this when I was younger, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to see part three. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were Turtle Boys born and bred, so we were... Uh, we ignored all the bad shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Made man. up good shit. We were just happy. It's like me with Ghost Rider movies, man. It's better to have shitty Ghost Rider movies yeah, than man. have no Ghost Rider movies. Fair enough. Um, okay, guys, so we're going to wrap that up there. Um, right. Yeah, so we're going to wrap that up there. Um, I, once again, I've, I've been saying this the last few weeks because I want you to fucking do it. <laughs> Go over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, what's the word? Um, give us a review, five star review. We want, as happy as we are with the current audience we've got, we want to get out there more. We want more people to listen to our expertise on comic book movies. Um, yeah, and jump again, jump on the Facebook page if you haven't already. I know a bunch of you are already there, and we're having good old fun with the uh, with the heavyweight pop culture battles. I'm, I'm really enjoying those guys. Like. I'm really enjoying them. And I, I ran into my friend at the theatre watching a show the, other, the uh, last week and he comes up to me and goes, now listen, I have to tell you, there's no way Darth Vader beats Dr. Doom. <laughs> oh, is nice. that what is it? 
Is that when you put up? No, that was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. But it's like, it's one that... Because I, I posted the gif of um, Darth Vader, but just because it was a, a funny one of Darth Vader dancing... Mm. Because I, I, I would agree that Doctor Doom would probably be Darth Vader, but yeah. so but I put that one there because it was Darth Vader dancing, and so it'd probably been irritating him just a little bit, yeah, you know, over the last few weeks. That's what like. is that um, fanboys of one will always favour them. Yeah. Over the one they don't know much about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's the Facebook group, guys. Jump on there. Let's have some fun. Um, I already said iTunes, didn't I? Yep. Okay, so stay tuned after this. Um, we have uh, Ruffy's review that we keep sending Ruffy money to review these films, and I think he's doing a bang-up job. I haven't actually listened to him, but I'm very sure he's a uh, stand-up guy. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. I've known him for years. Of course he's reviewing them properly. So, um, yeah, so hang tight for uh, another episode of Ruffy's Reviews. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and be good, good to each other. Lachlan Ruffy's Rough Reviews Watching films that the Turtle Boys choose Rough Reviews Howdy doody Turtle Boys, Ruffy here with another Rough Review for your podcast. This week the Turtle Boys have sent me a couple of bucks to go and buy a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secrets of the Ooze. Here are my thoughts on that. For those of you who might remember last week's podcast about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, it's a high school romp about some turtles who just want to fit into their turtle community, but they can't fit in because they're mutants. And who's going to be the most judgmental group of people about mutants? Teenagers. And that's exactly what these films are about. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secrets of the Ooze, is no different. You see... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secrets of the Ooze focuses on a pubescent storyline in that it goes through puberty and the ooze is about wet dreams. Now, our main Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, for the lack of uh, lack of those understanding, his name's John. And John wakes up one morning with an ooze in his shell and he doesn't quite know where that's come from. He had quite a stimulating dream and now he's got a lot of ooze leaking out of his leg holes and his arm holes and his neck hole and he needs to work out the secrets behind that ooze but let me tell you those secrets they're sinister all up I'd say the cast of this film is pretty great obviously Josh Radner didn't return for this film as much as he enjoyed being John in the first film he wasn't a huge fan this time not a big fan barely even a little fan so Josh Radner's replaced by a young Zach Braff. Zach doesn't quite have all of the charm of his predecessor, but what he does has is recognisability. It's like watching JD from Scrubs dealing with wet dreams in turtle form. Elsewhere in the cast, Megan Fox is the sexy Latino Spanish teacher. She's a great inspiration. She teaches the kids to express themselves through dance. What dance? Easy. She's Mexican. It's a bachata, which is not from Mexico. It's a bold choice, but it is a film about mutants. All up, I'd say this film gets about four stars. I think it's stronger than its predecessor, definitely. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not nearly as good as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secrets of the Ooze. Why? Because you get all the key elements of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles plus a secretive ooze, and that makes things always better. Where it lost a point? You guessed it. Not enough dragons. 
And that's review for this week. Thanks again to the Turtley Boys for sending me a couple of bucks to review this film. It's always a pleasure to be involved in these podcasts, and I look forward to the next one. Cheers for listening. Here's your theme song. Lachlan Ruffy's Rough Reviews Watching films that the Turtle Boys choose Rough Reviews This was a Turtle Boy Podcast.